Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. Today we're speaking to Lauren. She's a clinical psychologist passionate about helping women accept themselves and an all-round awesome person. So Lauren, big welcome to HDD. Thank you. To help us get to know you a bit better, what are three go-to essentials that you've been loving lately? At the moment, I'm a little bit obsessed with house reruns. So Mm -hmm. they've just come back on to Foxtel. So I watched 21 episodes in the last two weeks of house medical dramas. Mm -hmm. Coffee is a big one for me and I can't remember the last day I went without any. And cheese. Just give us that quick fact you told me about coffee before. (laughs) Because I've always felt guilty about having coffee but you have some great bonus facts for us. Coffee is an antioxidant, Mm -hmm. increases alertness and also has some benefits in preventing Alzheimer's. Lauren, can you tell us a little bit about your journey so far? So I am originally from Brisbane, but in the late 90s, my family moved overseas and I spent my adolescence living in Indonesia and with a few stints back in Australia for a few months for various reasons. I came to the Gold Coast in 2005 to study psychology, thinking it was going to be a three-year pursuit and then I'd go on to do some amazing things but it turned out to be more like seven years at uni and now I'm working as a clinical psychologist focusing in adolescent and young adult mental health but I also work with some children and some older adults. In my clinical work I'm really passionate about adolescent girls in terms of building self-esteem, self-confidence, resilience, overcoming anxiety and a lot of just personal self-worth issues but it's something that I work with across the age range but something I'm particularly passionate about is young women developing self-acceptance. We have a lot that we can gain from your wisdom so what topic are you going to talk about today? So today I wanted to focus on body image. Why is body image such an important topic for us to chat about in today's society? Body image has actually been an important topic forever. So if you look historically, there is so much documented evidence of every single generation of society having a focus and obsession with beauty and beautification rituals. Previously, it was about specific rules within culture and society, whereas now I think it's becoming even more of an issue because we are now in a social media generation. So previously, there were processes and rites of passage that involved beautification rituals, whereas now it's daily bombardment of just images of anything to do with changing your body, improving your body having to live up to certain expectations and children from very very young ages are seeing thousands of images every single day that's making them question their personal body image. Lauren what experience have you had with body image? For me body image became an issue when I hit puberty and living at the time in an Asian country with a very international community that I was living with, being a completely European descent young girl meant that when I hit puberty, I developed curves and a lot of my friends around me weren't doing that. And so it's something that I felt particularly self-conscious about. For me, it was always that my bum was too big and my boobs weren't big enough. (laughs) And it was this 
thing that was bombarded in my face that I compared myself to everyone around me. And so there was a focus on body shape and size for years. And then probably around age 14 is when I found out that Britney Spears used to do a thousand crunches a day to get her rock hard, amazing abs. No way. So An actual thousand crunches. A thousand crunches a day. So that's what I started doing. And so from the age of 14, it was this obsession of, okay, so if you're going to be the girl with the bigger bum and the curvier legs, well, then you need to have the rock hard six pack. And mm. that's going to be your way of kind of offsetting that, which is just I think about it now, it's just ridiculous to think I have to offset, you know, a different part of my body. So there was a bit of obsessiveness around exercise and trying to achieve some goals. Fast forward a couple of years later, what I had not worried about before, which was skin, I then hit 16 and ended up with full-blown acne. So suddenly the obsession stopped being about body shape and it became about, oh my gosh, you know, forget what the rest of my body looks like. Everyone's just seeing my face. And this is, you know, full of big red welts and horrible, disgusting acne, which at the time I thought was horrible, disgusting acne. And it became something that I was very, very self-conscious about. I remember years of diets and medications and processes just trying to change this because at the time I believed that my self-worth was based on whether I had clean skin. How has this changed for you now? Now, my views on body image have changed because they've had to. In the work that I do with young women, I recognize the previous Lauren in a lot of these young girls that are coming up through the ranks now that I'm working with clinically and their level of self-consciousness and their low self-esteem based on their body image. It's something that I've had to really keep myself in check because I want to lead by example. It's something that I'm very passionate about because I see the consequences of poor body image every single day. And the consequences are depression, anxiety, eating disorders, self-harm, excessive excessive dieting, starvation, girls and boys, but I'm just going to focus primarily mm. on girls now, refusing to go to school because of how they feel about their bodies and how they present. And so it's impacting their education. The amount of teenage girls that I have discussions with about the amount of makeup they wear just to go to school and taking two hours of a morning to get ready to go to school do something that's supposed to be about learning, but it becomes more about how people see me. And there's so many destructive things that can come from negative body image. So it's something that I have to be very aware of myself and the messages that I project on myself if I want to lead these young women to develop a level of self-worth that's not about what they look like. What is God's perspective on us having this whole healthy mind frame around body image? Well, I was thinking about that when you'd given me the questions for today. And the thing that kept coming to mind was this idea from Genesis that we are created in God's image. Mm. So the concept of body image is really about that concept of image. If you think about it biblically, if we're created in God's image, then we really shouldn't be critical of what our image is because our perspective is that God is perfect. And if he's created us in his image, how can we be critical of that? Because by being critical of that, we're indirectly being critical of his creation. Before coming today, I was looking up certain Bible verses and there was one from Matthew, which I found to be kind of interesting. You can take it from two perspectives. So in the gospel, he was talking about um, people being too focused on, you know, building up stores and I guess hoarding and worrying and getting really anxious about how things were going to go. In chapter six, verse 25, the title of this passage is actually called Do Not Worry, which mm -hmm. I thought was really interesting. And it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink or about your body and what you're going to wear. Is not life more than food? 
and more than body and more than the clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet the Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Mm. And I thought, okay, maybe they're talking about, don't get too stressed about whether there's going to be food tomorrow. But the thing I also took from that is he's saying, well, just hold on a second. It's really not that big a deal. You need to think that God created you and is going to provide for you. And so if you're really stressed about what you're going to eat, isn't it more ridiculous to think that you're stressed about whether you have a few extra kilos on your body or whether you've got some stretch marks or whether you have pimples? You know, it's more about, you know, God's loving you and going to look after you. And if your focus is all about, oh my goodness, I have to have this perfect image then it's just adding stress and taking away from the experience of life. They're saying, does worrying about it add any time to your life? No, if anything, it actually takes away. Aside from specific biblical verses, a quote that I heard in 2012, I never forgot. It was actually something that um, my pastor said in church. And I remember at the time just stopping and halting and I didn't hear what happened after that because I stopped and was quickly writing this down. And it was a quote from Steve Furtick that said, condemnation highlights the need to change yet paralyzes the ability to do it. So what that's saying is when you condemn something, you're saying that it's not good enough. And by saying it's not good enough, it's saying, I need to improve that because it's not good enough. But the problem is when we decide that something's not good enough, we don't actually invest the effort into improve it because we've decided, hey, that's not actually worthy and it's not worthwhile. So we struggle to value that. So if I'm saying I'm not good enough and my body is horrible and my self-worth is not there because my body's not perfect, well, psychologically, that actually feeds into a negative attitude and mindset. And what we know is that when you're stuck in that negative perspective, your ability to actually do positive change for yourself is stagnated, stuck in the water. Mm. So you're saying, yeah, you just called yourself worthless and not good enough. By doing that, you're like, okay, I've got to do something about it. But because I feel worthless, I have no motivation to actually do something about it. So what's a good way to look at it then in terms of wanting to get progress? The question there is, mm. what is progress? Yeah. Like, is progress about, oh, I'm making my body so much better or I'm making my face so much better or my skin so much better? Is my progress about I'm more beautiful or is my progress about, you know what, my attitude about myself mm. and am I worthy despite what I look like? You know, am I just as worthy when I wake up having a bad hair day with six new spots on my face with bags under my eyes because I've been working really hard and feeling horrible. Am I just as worthy on those days mm. as the days when I wake up feeling fresh and revitalized and I present myself really well? If I pose that question to a lot of people, they would say, oh, well, on those bad days, I struggle to feel good about myself and I struggle to feel worthwhile. But usually on those days, why you're run down and feeling not so great is because you've been doing amazing things that have run your body down. The progress is about having a healthy attitude towards yourself. The progress needs to be, do I accept myself, whether I am presenting myself beautifully and in a way that other people are going to compliment me today, or am I worthwhile and valuable, whether I don't get a compliment today and whether I don't feel great, whether I feel bloated, whether I'm having a bit of a yucky day, but you know what? My, my self-worth is not based on visually what is presented and also the progress is about recognizing that how we see ourselves is very often very different to how other people see us and some of the people in the world who are deemed to be the most beautiful are actually if you break them down some of the most slightly awkwardly put together people who are not symmetrical and who have 
slightly unusual features but it's that you put it all together and you look at that and you go wow I really appreciate what that looks like progress and having a healthy mind is about going well whether I see myself as beautiful is not the main point of life it's about do I see myself as worthy Lauren do you have any inspiring stories because I actually just love hearing what you have to say for our listeners I would like to talk a little bit about an event that I held earlier this year, which fortunately you were able to attend. So earlier this year, I had this revelation that the body image issue was such a big problem clinically. I was sick of having women from the ages of 12 to 65, day in, day out, coming into my clinic and sitting there and just tearing themselves apart. I thought something about this needs to change and so I was wanting to put together a program and in the process I was doing some research and I stumbled across Taryn Bromfitt and the Embrace trailer for the documentary. And I remember sitting there and watching this two and a half minute trailer. My entire body was covered in goosebumps and tears were welling up in my eyes as I was watching Mm. this trailer about this documentary that pinpointed the issue for women about feeling insecure and feeling not good enough working to shift these ideas and attitudes. So I got the opportunity to go and watch the film. And again, the experience of watching it the first time was even more than that trailer. Again, whole body just all excited and having lots of really tearful moments through watching these amazing stories of women from all walks of life, celebrities, regular chicks and working in the beauty industry and not in the beauty industry, mothers, photographers, all these sorts of amazing women about their journeys with body image pinpointed to me that wow this is such a profound prolific issue so having this documentary available I thought no I need to show this to as many people as humanly possible the mission to have my health and well-being event which was in May this year was created and what was originally hey I'm just going to show this film became me single-handedly putting on a giant health and well-being expo that took every spare minute of my life planning for over a month but it was amazing because the Embrace documentary really is something that can touch every single person who's watched it. Mm -hmm. So I've had so much feedback from women, including yourself, who saw it and there was some character, there was some person in this documentary that really just hit to the core. Having the opportunity to follow this woman, Taryn, who travelled around the world and interviewed women to see that no matter where you come from, everyone has this element of feeling not good enough and the consequences of that so I think the film itself has been a huge inspiration and something that I'm trying so desperately hard to get young women to see and something that I want mothers and daughters to watch together and also you know guys and partners and boyfriends and fathers to watch this film and see wow this is actually such a big issue and that the media is just portraying these unrealistic standards on women And it's not fair. One of the characters that really stood out for me in the film was Mia Friedman. So she is the editor of Cosmopolitan and she was the youngest editor of Cosmopolitan. And when they interviewed her, she said, I just always felt like I wasn't tall enough. I wasn't skinny enough. I wasn't blonde enough. I just wasn't enough. And that's a woman who has now become one of the most successful women in media in this country who holds a particularly prominent position Mm. in the beauty arena and that's someone who felt like she just wasn't good enough and to think wow if someone in that position feels that way it kind of normalizes this self-conscious beliefs that we have about ourselves and how important it is to look at there's got to be something different I would actually encourage every listener to go out and watch Embrace if you haven't already, like Lauren said, with your mother, with your partner. It's an amazing documentary. Before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? 
I am a little bit obsessed with the documentary that I showed and it's something that I've become quite passionate about spreading. But one of my favourite quotes that came from the documentary was from Taryn herself and she says, my body is not an ornament, it's a vehicle. I love that because if we think about as Christian women as well, our body is designed to do so much more than just be something nice to look at. Funnily enough, this morning in church, the pastor was preaching about worshipping holy and worshipping with our bodies and was talking from Romans 12.1, which is about saying, use your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And I thought about that. Funnily enough, I'm like, oh, I'm on my way to talk about bodies and, and God's perspective on that. And I thought, you know what, that, that's really true. God doesn't look at us and go, look, I only want the people to, to um, surrender their bodies and use their bodies. Just, okay, so you beautiful ones over there. Okay, yep, you can be a sacrifice and you can do my work. Oh, sorry, no, you're scarred and disfigured. Or, oh, no, you didn't really present yourself nicely, so you can't be a living sacrifice. It's really that our bodies were given to us to do something more than just be adornments. By focusing on our bodies as an ornament, like Taryn says, it misses out on all the things that we can actually do with our bodies. You know, you can make someone else feel worthy and loved and you can do acts of service like Jesus that would make someone feel loved and worthy with your body. And that's about accepting your body for what it is and what it's capable of rather than what it looks like. Lauren, thank you so much for chatting to us today on the podcast. It's great to be encouraged and inspired to think healthy about our mindset on body image, but also to have a positive attitude. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.